0: Today we are gonna talk about our Women of Faith Wednesday. We don't know a whole lot about her. We're not even fully sure that she existed. However, there is several writings that do mention her and mention her stories that are pretty consistent. So I think she's worth mentioning. She was a heroic sister who gave up a lot for the gospel of Jesus Christ. And even if she is fictional, we can still learn so much from her story and her life. So I'm excited. Grab your notepad. It's time for transformation using God's word. Hey family, welcome to God's word transforming lives. Are you ready to dive deeper into your walk with Christ? Do you desire to learn His Word with a greater understanding that applies to your daily living? Do you feel like you're in a vicious cycle of victory and defeat? My name is Amy, and friend, I was so frustrated with my faith walk for decades. No matter what I did, I could not escape the symptoms that trauma from my childhood left me with. Not only that, I didn't seem to experience any victory that I read about in the Word of God. And even worse, I couldn't see it or experience it in my church life either. It all left me feeling even more confused and more empty. I knew Christ was the way and the truth and the life, and I knew His Word was the answer. So finally, one day, I got fed up with living in defeat, and I became determined to find the Jesus of Scripture. I discovered true faith in Christ and had to unlearn much of what I had been taught. With God's Word and His Spirit, I have been free from anxiety, post-traumatic stress disorder, depression, and suicidal thoughts for almost 15 years. And I have learned a tool set to overcome my past trauma and losses. God's Word has transformed my life. If you are ready for truth and transformation, then hop into the slow cooker with me and let's marinate together in God's Word. Did you know I have a free sisterhood community of women just like you, women who love Jesus when they love one another? They too are looking for that deeper walk with Christ, and they love learning his word. If you pause right now and click the link below in the show notes, it'll take you right to the Facebook group. We look forward to getting to know you. Hello, sisters. Maybe some brothers too that are listening. Um, today we are going to bring another woman forth from church history. We are going to talk about thecla p h e c l a. It's uh, was a common Greek name. So she was from modern day Turkey, so she was an Egyptian woman. Um, but she, what we would call now modern day Turkey. She, we are not for sure that she existed, though there's, a, there's several writings about her in uh, some different apocryphas. Um, apocryphas are not the inspired word of God. They are um, writings that um, float around and have maybe some good things in them, but also some things that are not true or they contradict the word. And so they're not considered inspired. Um, they were written well after the deaths of the apostles, um, so they're not, um, written by the apostles themselves and things like that. So, but, um, this particular story comes from Acts of Paul, um, which is circulated a lot, um, back in the early Christian church. And so her story comes from there and a few other resources. So we think that she really was a, uh, a, a true historical figure, Um, because she has, she was mentioned multiple times. And so, so, like I said, so she was from Egypt, uh, which is now modern day Turkey. And what happened was she, uh, heard Paul preach the gospel one day. She happened to be somewhere and heard him preaching the gospel. And she was so convicted by, by his message, um, about Christ and him crucified and our sins and repentance and forgiveness that she literally didn't eat for three days. He was so convicted and like, just so blown away by this amazing message of this Christ who was crucified for her. Um, and, uh, and she just, so she didn't eat for three days Now she was engaged at the time. And so she immediately went and told her family, she told her fiance, told her, her family that she found this new faith. She found a man named Jesus and he was crucified and resurrected three days later. And she's going to start following him. And they were not happy at all. She took a vow to chastity, broke off the engagement, and decided to separate herself completely for the holiness and the use of the Lord. And so um, this did not fare well with her family or the Roman officials because she was a prominent woman and she was supposed to get married and have babies. And Rome was not happy that she had set off her engagement and decided to follow a man named Jesus. And so the governor ordered her to be burned at the stake. And so the story goes that she was miraculously um, saved from being burned at the stake because this huge uh, rainstorm came um, and put the fire out. And so the governor was like so mad. And so he's like, you know, I'm going to throw her to the wild beasts um, in the, the arena. And remember, you know, back then they had the lion games, right? So they would throw you in with the lions and um, they did this as a sport where people would pay to come and watch people that roamed, deemed as criminals to be tore apart by lions. How barbaric is that? Well, he threw her in there and uh, for whatever reason, she escaped that somehow miraculously was uh, able to escape the the lion's den and did not uh, get eaten by the lions. I think of like Daniel in the lion's den where he was throwing the lion's den and God just shut their mouths. And so um, I have, you know, we don't know how, but she she escaped. That just really infuriated the governor. He was like, "Oh, this is nah, girl. Listen." So then he had he ordered for her to go down to the lake and for them to drown her in the lake. And I guess there was just a pack of seals that came along and like somehow got her out of the water and up to the shore and she miraculously escaped death. So, you know, moral of that story is, listen, God is sovereign over life and death and nobody is taking you out. Not one second before God has already ordained it. He has ordained your steps. He knows your end from your beginning. You are created in his image And God has complete sovereignty over all life and all death, And he has not given up that sovereignty over life and death. You are, like I said, created in his image. And so that just brings great comfort. No matter what somebody is threatening you with, no matter what you're going through, God has you. And nobody is going to take your life before God says that they can have it. And so um, uh, that just brings me great comfort to know that, Um, When it's my time to go, it's my time to go and God ordained that. And it's, it's time to go. Now I'm not trying to hurry it up. Obviously we need to take care of ourselves and there's things we should be doing to, um, you know, live a healthy uh, life as a witness to Christ. um, But also understand that he is sovereign over our lives and that brings great comfort. Um, So we don't have to worry about our enemies and what they're, what they're planning against us or whatever, because, he who's for us, if God is for us, who can be against us, right? All right. So after this miraculous last attempt, she she did miraculously um, escape death again for the third time. And she just became a devoted follower of Apostle Paul. And she ended up traveling with him on all his missionary journeys. And together, it is said that they preached the gospel, that she was preaching the gospel right alongside him and, and probably preaching to women, probably talking to children Um, just giving people the good news and her testimony. And she had such a powerful testimony. And it said that countless uh, souls came to know Christ um, as Lord and Savior and became saved. And she really was a a big part of helping um, spur the this this new christian movement this new christ following movement um and she had a lot of you know opposition and and they faced a lot of violence they faced a lot of um you know uh troubles from the different areas that they went into just as we read about with paul and but she remained steadfast and she still remained committed to christ no matter what it cost her and you know a lot of times we don't realize paul you know was on these journeys, these missionary journeys that he went on, he took a lot of people with him and especially women. Paul was always surrounded by a lot of women, just like Jesus had um, many women that followed him in his ministry. And though they're not always talked about, we do have some, obviously, you know, there's plenty. We went just like, if you haven't heard the Romans chapter 16 teaching, I highly recommend you go back and watch that. It's, um, you can either listen to it on, um, the podcast or you can watch it on YouTube. talks about a lot of different women, um, that did a lot of great things, um, for the, for the ministry of uh, Paul and the gospel of Jesus Christ. Women are very valuable. We are so valuable and God, we are half of the body of Christ, right? There's only two male or female, and we're half of that. And so, um, we, we are invaluable to the Lord and though, you know, we have different roles as men and women, um, we are no less valuable. We are equal in our salvation and we are equal in being image bearers of, of God, the creator. And um, he, though he is, like I said, has given us different roles. And so I love seeing these women that like Phoebe and and like Priscilla, you know, Priscilla being named first before her husband shows us that she was a prominent woman. She Uh, clearly could read and write she knew the gospel of jesus christ when apollos came into town she would see that he was um preaching uh the baptism of john and and the repentance of john but she he knew nothing of the holy spirit he knew nothing of um the full gospel and so she took him aside with her husband and and she would have been a part of teaching him the truth a part of correcting his theology and they had a house church and brought people into their home and we and so um Priscilla was not an elder she was not a pastor she did not have authority over the church okay but she knew the gospel and she knew theology and she knew doctrine and she um I believe preached the gospel and told people about Jesus and um helped bring forth truth teachings it, it, especially you know with most the ancient world being illiterate And she wasn't. And so she could have a dynamic impact, especially on women. Um, And so and we see that even in in Titus, where it says older women train up the younger women and, um, you know, teach them how to be good wives and and mothers. And um, so we have these beautiful roles as women and we can preach the gospel. We can tell people the good news and um, we can learn theology and doctrine and i think we should i think it's really important that women learn theology and learn doctrine just because we're not going to be pastors and elders we still have an obligation to learn the truth and to present the truth where we are able to present it um so that we're not led astray by doctrines of demons and we're not led astray by wolves and sheep's clothing. And so it's invaluable. And that's something I am passionate about is helping women learn the word of God for themselves. Um, and, um, and I believe that that's something that, uh, you know, that Psyche would have been also you know, very passionate about is getting the gospel of Jesus Christ out there to as many people as she could, because she obviously had a dynamic encounter, a supernatural encounter with Jesus Christ when she heard the gospel. I mean, she didn't eat for three days. Um, And so she and then leaves her fiance and leaves her family and all that she knew. She faced death in horrendous ways three different times and miraculously escaped. I cannot imagine the beautiful testimonies that she was giving to all these different cities as she traveled along with Paul. And so. He took a vow to separate herself unto holiness to not um, ever get married or have children. And so what a sacrifice that she gave. Now, did she have to do that in order to be a Christian? Absolutely not. That was what she felt called to do. Um, but it does say, you know, it is faith alone and Christ alone and not by works. Thus any man should boast truly that is the, that is our salvation. Thank you Jesus for the free gift of salvation all through the scriptures. We see that after salvation, there's these good works that will follow us, that there is a, a life of sacrifice that comes after. There is a laying of one owns life down, one owns desires, picking up our cross daily and following Christ. And so we can look at the Nika and say, what a beautiful woman to have laid down everything for the gospel. But what have we laid down for the gospel? What kind of example she has given us that You know, where are we sacrificing? Where are we serving? Where are we giving of our time, talent and treasure for this beautiful gospel that when she heard it, she didn't eat for three days. What has the gospel done for you? What are you blown away by the gospel of Jesus Christ? Are you blown away by the fact that God put on a human tent and came and died for your sins? Do you really see the sin that nailed him to the cross that you committed And then the beautiful grace and mercy in which he has bestowed upon you. And do you really want to see others set free from the penalty of their sin? Do you really believe in an eternal hell that people will spend an eternity there for all forever in this immense torment where God's wrath is poured out day and night? Do you really believe that? Because I think if we did, we would be more passionate about preaching the gospel like the like Priscilla, like Phoebe, some of these women, um, you know, we talked about Felicia, you know, a couple of weeks ago and, and, um, her bravery to, um, you know, die for the, for her faith in, in what she faced on even losing all seven of her sons in the midst of that. And so what does Christ following, what does following Christ really cost you and me? What does it really cost us? You know, and there's a biblical order. God must come first in your life, your personal relationship with God, not ministry work, your personal relationship with God, your prayer life, your Bible study, your worship life, your life, your intimate relationship. And then if you're married, it's next, it's your husband. And you want to really, you know, make sure that you're loving him and tending to him and um, that he is out providing for you. And you're, you know, you're honoring his God-given role as a man, as a husband. Um, And as a father, if you have children, and that, you know, you are, um, he's coming home to a peaceful home. He's coming home to a clean home. He's coming home to, um, you know, dinner. He's coming home to these things where you're really tending to his needs. Because when you do that, you're doing that unto Christ. You're showing him Christ in you, that you value his God-given role as a man. And you value the God-given role that you have as a woman. It is not a subservient it is not a you're less than you're not you came from his rib you are equal right women came from the rib we're equal to him we're equal in our salvation we're equal in the fact that we were, were that we're um image bearers of god we are equal in essence we are human fully human just like adam was fully human we talked about that with eve the podcast on eve but we do have different roles and, and it's so beautiful when those roles work together, um, for the, uh, witness of Christ and his kingdom. And then if you have children, your, your, your ministry, your servant ministry is your children, raising them up in the way of the Lord, you know, pouring the word into them, showing them how to be good little, uh, Christ followers, you know, and training them up with the gospel and, and cooking for them and cleaning for them and their you're putting clean clothes on their back and in their, you know, their, their, their home is a home of peace and safety and it's a light to the neighborhood and, and, and they're little light bearers to the, to the other kids of the neighborhood. And, and, um, you know, and so these things that you're raising them up in the way that they should go, you're the nurturer, you're the, um, you bring forth the, the emotional and the nurturing and, And uh, you ever hear that saying, the one that, the the hand that rocks the cradle rules the world It's because the hand that rocks the cradle is the one raising up the next generation. And so that is your priority. And then from there, uh, if there's time left, um, you're serving your church body. You're serving your brothers and sisters. Maybe you're cooking meals for people who had surgery. Maybe you're cooking meals for a new mom. Maybe you're, um, you know, uh, helping uh, uh, someone. within the ministry that needs help, the house cleaning or whatever, or you're just ministering to other women. You you know, you guys are getting together during the day and you're just reading the word together and you're praying with one another. Um, Maybe you're helping serve in the food pantry or whatever ways that your church um, is, is involved in helping the body of Christ. And then from there, If there's even more time, which I think I felt like I just gave you so much stuff that you're like, I'm exhausted. I don't think I can handle anymore. Then we minister to the lost. Then we're out there outreaching and and doing for the lost. And so there is a biblical order. And so um, I just want to encourage you today, um, like Thanika, that... You know, you have a role and you have a purpose and maybe you weren't called to go on the mission field and maybe you weren't called to um, be fed to lions and, and burn at a stake for the gospel, but you're still called, dear sister, you're called to whatever Season and plight that God has you in right now is your calling, is your, um, is your service to Him. Whether that is being the best homemaker and wife and mother that you can be, and serving wherever you can serve your other sisters in Christ and helping uh, grow the church of God and whatever that looks like. But be content in all things and know that your service to the Lord will make an impact that you may never even fully see until you get to eternity. You may never fully see the impact that you're going to have on your children and your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren just by your faithfulness to Christ and to the service of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so, Lord, I lift my, my, my brothers and sisters up to you right now. And I just ask, Lord, that you will continue to help us be content in all things, no matter where you have us right now, Lord whether we are single and able to serve all the more, whether we're married, whether we're married with children, whether we are um, empty nesters, father, whether we're widows, Lord, wherever we are, wherever we find ourselves in the state that we're in, maybe we're married to an unbeliever. And so our our first ministry is to um, love them like Christ and show Christ Through us, they can see Christ, that they might be saved. You know, we're all in different seasons and different plights. But you are the Lord over us all. And we thank you that you have each one of us in the palm of your hand, Lord, and that you are directing our paths and that you are sovereign over our lives and that you do know our end from our beginning and that you are the lamp upon our feet. And if we just take one step forward and just keep looking at just enough of that light that's in front of us to keep moving forward, to stay in your will, stay on the path that you have us, help us not to get distracted by the shiny things of the world and help us not to be discontented by by Satan's temptations of, of the things of this world to really passionately enjoy what you have put in front of us right now. And we thank you that we're able to serve you in whatever capacity you've given us. And we love you, Lord. And I lift up each and every person that's listening to this podcast or watching this on YouTube, touch their lives, bless their lives, Father, in Jesus name. Amen. God bless you guys. family. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If it has blessed you in any way, would you give me 30 seconds and share it with a friend of yours? One more small little favor, if you would head over to whatever podcast source you're listening to this on and give me a five-star review. That would be so great. It helps get the episodes out there to other people who may be wanting to learn God's word. Again, don't forget guys until next time it is a crock pot faith not a microwave with god's word discipleship and patience you too will be transformed for his good work grace and peace i leave with you until next time